Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Too easy. Jake, Jake, you're way too easy. It is a beautiful day. DP is out again trying to recover from his illness. We wish him best in his recovery. I'm Jake Sorensen, Jay Foreman, the Husker Hall of Famer in the building. Actually, we're not in the building. We're outside the building today, yeah, it's a Jake. beautiful day in the neighborhood over here in Lincoln. We are at Bourbon Street in the Haymarket, 8th and R. And I tell you what, this place is awesome. Seafood boils, clam bake, New Orleans original. Uh, they got all sorts of good stuff. Appetizers tonight special, Jay. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm waiting. Uh, ready for the, today's special menu: surf and turf. There eight, it is. Eight ounce Angus beef, New York strip, and one juicy lobster tail with asparagus spears, red potato seasoned in a uh, house made garlic and herb butter. Just thirty two bucks. Come on by. Weekends only today, tomorrow. Bourbon Street Eighth and R is what we're be until six o'clock tonight. Yeah. How you doing? We're here. We're in the building. Yeah, less than 24 hours until uh, it's on like a a pot of greasy neck bones for Nebraska against Illinois. Is that how you want to describe it like that? Yeah, you've never had neck bones. No, I have never had And you've never had had New Orleans food. You've never had any soul food in that little sensitive stomach of yours. So I've had soul food You grow up having neck bones. They taste good when they have a little bit of seasoning on them. And uh, that's what it's on like. Or if you want to be, I'll say it really good for you. It's on like buttered popcorn. How about that? Okay, that's fine. I, I can work with that. Yeah, you like buttered popcorn, Jake? I, I do like buttered popcorn. Right. I love this weather. We're outside. Come out and chill. There's a, a great outdoor patio here. There's plenty of room. you got Nick, Nick Sainter up Nick, in the building. Nick is here. He's working on some stuff. He's faking, working on stuff over there. Uh, we're also giving away a signed Grant Wistrom again, so come on by. Sign up for that. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Jay, the, the flavor of the day. And Nebraska is, uh, you know, Nebraska fans are always looking toward the future and sure. recruiting. And there's a particular player that will be in town tomorrow in Lincoln. Yep. And that person's name is Dylan Rayola, who is yeah. right now an Ohio State committed quarterback. He is the number one quarter, uh, number one player in the country right. in the 2024 class. Uh, yeah, a little nephew, man. Yeah, you know, now, Dom, Dom, my Dom's uh, one of my best friends and uh, – the uh, lines of communication from Uncle Jada to uh, Dylan is is, is, <laughs> is that right? It, it got uh, a little bit more open after uh, Mickey became the head coach, and so uh, I remember seeing him last week. He was here, and I dropped a little birdie in his ear, and then uh, you know magically he's going to show up here. He's got a big game tonight on ESPNU. He's going to represent to the fullest, and then uh, he's going to get on a plane and, and be here, and then he's going to you know partake in Nebraska upset in Illinois tomorrow, and then is then the rest will be. Uh, in history. So, let me ask you this, Jay. I mean, people are saying, well, he's here to watch his brothers in town because he got an offer from Nebraska, 2026 commit. Dayton. Dayton is his brother, right? Right, yeah. brother. Now they're saying he's here for to, to be here with his brother. But is there for those out there that want to believe there's a chance for Nebraska there's still? There's always a chance, with man. With Dylan Royola. You're saying there's always a chance. There's always a chance. There's I'm always a chance. I'm not going to go any farther in. There's always a chance. Okay. You heard it here first. There's always a chance with Dylan Royola. I can guarantee you I probably know a little bit better than uh, the average person. There's always a chance. His, his, his younger brother got an offer. 
Younger brother is going to be a good one too. He's got a little bit more nastiness to him. I like it that he got the younger brother syndrome, and uh, it's a family of great athletes, great people. And uh, you know, look, man, I, I think look, he's he's got he's a, he's committed to Ohio State, and uh, you know they're a very uh, committed family. It would take a you know a great effort to get him to you know commit here. There's a lot of things that have to happen to to, to even to be a realistic chance a for real for real chance but um you know the fact that he's coming here is is a you know it's a attributed to uh mickey joseph and the coaching staff and and the other channels that have reached out to him so look man it's a you know it's a good thing i think they they got a good crop of, of kids coming in this weekend they've been recruiting hard um you know this whole time they they were very effective during their bye week you know where they're out seeing prospects and they you know it started off with the you know commitment well didn't start off with the commitment from Malachi Coleman but that was kind of the cherry on top so it lets you know Mickey Joseph and those guys are operating as such that they're going to be here and that's what what he's doing I mean uh, you know everything that he's done in this short amount of time cannot go unnoticed and it's the momentum that he's created both in the building on the field on Saturday or whenever they play and then when also they're out there recruiting. So yeah, it just yeah. To it me, is what it is. It to me it gets harder and harder to believe, Jay, that Mickey Joseph will not be here next year in some capacity. Oh, well, listen here, I can tell you this. I can't speak for Mickey. Do you, I mean just do not be snow. Don't snowball yourself and think that other people aren't watching what Mickey Joseph I'm is sure doing. They are. So if if Nebraska side decides to go hire another coach, don't think he's just going to stay here, stay here, and not have other offers. This man is one. Is, first of all, take him. Take this year out of it. Before he got here, he's one of the best receiver coaches in the nation. Correct. Period. Correct. Okay. One of the best recruiters in the nation. Period. Okay. He's a winner. When he was a head coach at a smaller school, he won. He's been at other places that a lot of coaches that have had jobs here and other places haven't had to coach. So where he's been at before is harder than coaching in Nebraska. That's why it's easy for him to operate in this whole thing of chaos right now. Yeah, he's he's worked with limited resources, limited limited support, and won. Well, I think any time that Jay, you can help develop, get and develop players like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Right now, that sells a lot. If you're a kid out there and you hear that Mickey Joseph was a big reason why those kids went to LSU, a big reason why they became what they have been in the NFL, right. you're already going to have a kid's like, yeah. interest Well, I mean, look, there. look, look, I mean, I'll say this, you know, before, you know, Trev, Trev got here, um, you know, because he's only, he's only been here, like, what, a little bit over a year? Yep, um, about a year. Yep. Nebraska's biggest problem is – they have struggled to do the simple things correctly. You know what I'm saying? I, they, Both they, administration, yes. on the field, practice, and all the simple things correctly. There, there's other schools out here that are taking more advantage of, of resources outside of who's on their coaching staff, and that's how they're being successful. So you, you, you got in order to be to the place that you want to be, you can't continue to do the same thing. You can't sit there and be – the school that wants to say, oh, we went and hired, say, let's just say, for instance, we hired Urban Meyer, so we're supposed to be good. The Urban Meyer that you would be hiring is not the one that went to Ohio State. There's not Ohio State players here already. So people need to understand what you have on paper, you need to worry about substance before you start worrying about what's on paper. 
because that substance is what's going to get you to win. Substance is going to get you to the team to play for something bigger than them because that's what they're going to go recruit. You're going to go recruit guys that want to be here, that are going to play for a bigger purpose, that aren't going to tap out when the competition gets tough or when adversity hits. You know, that's the honest to God truth. I mean, Nebraska isn't blessed with 10 million people no. here, you know, and, and, and 1.8 million. 1. million. So, you, you know, the, the pool of players that you can pick from is limited. Then you have the 500-mile radius. So you have to build your team differently, and it has to be built on the principles that have always made Nebraska good, and we got completely away from that for a very long time. And then as we needed to adjust, we haven't done it either. We have kind of encapsulated ourselves with the same people making the same decisions, and every single time has been wrong, and it has not worked out. It has not worked out. And so until we sit back and take a real, I guess, 360 view of what we need to do, and what we need in what we need as a you know I guess a figurehead or whatever you want to call it going forward, you know we're going to struggle. But right now everything's pointed in a positive. You know these kids are competing, they know the standard. They're it, it's it's uh it's slowly but surely getting to the point that where we're de- demanding your effort, and that's what you should do. It should be a demand. This isn't. I'm not asking you to play hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, it has to be something that has to be a standard. I'm not asking you to be a good teammate. I'm not asking you to do the right things. It's something that has to be done. There's a there's an old saying, right? It is when you play sports, you play it every day, right? And it sucks every day. Working out, running, sacrifices, hitting each other, X, Y, and Z. So you have to be an everyday guy. It can't be, oh, we'll just do it tomorrow because tomorrow leads to next week. And next week it leads to next month. Next month means the next season. And next thing you know, you're four or five years down the road with nice Mike and Grandpa Mike Riley, and you're getting your head punched in. Mm. Right? You got yep. guys deciding whether they want to come to practice. You got guys deciding whether they want to lift weights. Guys decide if they want to. There is no decision. It's either you do or you don't, and that's the great thing about football. You win, you lose. You do it or you don't. But the more times you do it, then you don't lose. Yeah, I think it, what makes it all Good, but also unfortunate, Jay, is if you see that happen this year, you've already seen you know Nebraska play well against Indiana, no points allowed in the second mm-hmm. half. Rutgers, same thing. Right. Like If you see they have the capability to do it, you just feel like, man, we, we, we got screwed. We were screwed over right. by the previous few years of the effort not being there by the coaching staff or, right. or, or maybe just one guy in charge. And, and it's nice to see that the effort's there now, but right. you feel like you just got robbed for a couple years. Sure. And, and hopefully – if it's Mickey, then you know they keep right. following up, and we can say, "Well, that sucked, but we're moving forward." And then but- you keep pushing up the, you push, keep pushing the standard. I think during the season, you know, the time for that, you know, to be honest with you, is after the season. That's fair. Right now, we can only deal with what we got going on right now, and we got to support one thousand percent what we got going on, just like we supported when they got, you know, head over there to Ireland. I don't think it's fair to sit there and keep kicking a dead horse, yep. you know. And, you know, banging on Scott Frost and blaming, you know, he 100% of the blame because I do think that there was other factors that didn't lead to his success. Now, ultimately, when you're the head guy and you're the highest paid state employee, you're going to be held accountable. That's the way it works. And it's, 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 it's not fair, right? Yep. But then there's a lot of people saying it's not fair that you make $5 million bucks. So it is fair. And you know what? Majority of people don't care. Now, at the end of the day, Mickey's the head coach. He's operating as such, and he's you know he's got the team you know you know playing better and, and, and pointing in the right direction. And these kids are you know they're kind of you know just say you had four years of habits right. 
you know, you're trying to break these guys' habits and, and getting them to understand you can do more and it's okay. You know, I can expect more of you and it's not personal. You don't have to sit there and we don't have to be buddy-buddy for me to – Coach, I got to respect you as a player – long as it's not personal and you got to do the same thing for me as a coach. And then, you know what? Me and Coach McBride are really close after we got done playing. But let me tell you something. Every time I saw him, I got puckered up a little bit. Everybody, you know, my sphincter muscle got tight every time I seen him, Jake. Well. Because I knew he might be on me. Well, I, I would say this, Jay. I mean, it, to what you said. Does there, anybody make your sphincter muscle get tight? With me? I think when you see me in the morning at 8 o'clock, definitely simple. He don't know what to do when yeah, he sees It depends me. if the Dolphins have beaten the Bills or not because I felt pretty good about that week. When, that Monday was kind of fun for me. Yes, it was. You had your chest puffed out there, was, man. And then we lost three straight. Now we're back. Chest yeah. back, puffed out. We're fine. So, okay, but but I'd say this. You know, you don't, I don't know if players want to be buddy-buddy if it's not resulting in wins. They understand if we're getting pushed and you're challenging us and it's helping us have better results in the field, I think they'd understand, hey, I'm going to listen to that guy. Right. He's doing what's best for me. I don't, I don't need to be best friends with the coach and, right, right. And if we're going to keep losing. How do I well, make on, my, on, my on, years on, here successful? Hold on. Sports isn't conditional, man. You don't get to dictate and decide like when you're going to do something. That's the hardest thing about sports and life. You can work hard, show up, do everything the right way, and you can lose. Yep. But the only way that that's going to be a higher percentage of you winning is showing up every day, listening to your coach, being challenged, being pushed, answer the call. That's the only way it's going to give you a chance to lose. If you do it conditionally, you're going to be a loser, straight up. If you try to play sports on the condition that there's a guarantee that you're going to win, you will be a first-class loser. Yep. Now, you'll get close, but you'll still be a loser because there is no – because high – achieving and high like want type of players don't like mediocre attitudes and it can't be conditioned it can't be like okay well if we win then i'll let you coach me you you got i gotta coach you because i gotta get give us a chance to win getting the best out of you which is you know all say like 22 starters or whatever that's just giving you the chance to win now you got to go out there and execute you know play in and play out to you know win the game Okay, so stay right there, Jay, because I'm curious. Because a lot of fans felt like Nebraska was close last year. They had all these close losses, eight losses by one possession. The other one was by nine points to Ohio State. Right. So, in reality, were, were they actually close? Are you saying they were further away than people thought they actually uh, no, were? No, I, I mean, were you were close, but at the end of the day, you weren't winning. Yep. Now, there was a lot of good things that they were doing, but I think the biggest thing is to get over that step. There wasn't enough sacrifice to get there part of playing football and part of playing sports is it takes a tremendous amount of sacrifice because say me and you are linebackers right and it might be like this team is a heavy iso team so my i have to sacrifice the potential of me making easy plays to but i have to blow up that fullback so you can make the plays Mm -hmm. and i have to do it over and over and over when we go to wisconsin and we have to not only execute a defense stay in our gap own our gap on the first play of the game, I can't loop behind the offensive lineman because I, I think I need to make the first play of the game. And then, you know, Braylon Allen busts out of there, and everybody's kind of looking at each other like, what happened? Because there's 10 other guys that are executing their job. So it takes a tremendous amount of sacrifice, and I think it was a learning experience for him. And, um, you know, yeah, they were close, but we didn't win any of those games. We kind of were doing the same thing, and I think a little bit is different now um, 
you know, I think offensively, you know, it was different. You know, I think, it, you know, obviously being a little bit more consistent, even though we went through a couple of games we weren't able to produce a lot of points. But, um, you know, overall, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we were close last year, but that doesn't really do anything. I mean, football's, you know, when you're continually to be close, you have to look at, like, why are you just only getting close? Yep. And then you got to kind of pivot from there. You can't continue to do the same things because eventually that bubble is going to pop or the floor is going to go out of that house because when you're very, very – it's just like it's like a team that's won a lot of close games. One year you're going to win a lot of close games, but you can't make your hay by coming down to the last play of the game year in and year out. Nope. Now it's going to – it might create a magical year, right? Yeah, we've and, seen you know, it, Right, we've yeah. seen a lot we've of teams, it, sure. right? But consistently you're going to have to find a way to be – a very competitive and, and a very good football team. You can't say, okay, well, you know, this, this, th- you know, this team fumbled and we got the fumble. Or this, it's like Iowa last year. They started off the first two plays of the, of the year, pick six. Yeah. In the first three games, they had like seven, eight touchdowns on defense. Eventually, you got to start scoring points on offense. And so it's not sustainable. It's right? not sustainable. You so sustain you got to be a. touchdowns a game defensively. Right. You got to be a three pronged attack as a team offense, defense, and special teams. Right, and, and so I'm curious, so if it is, does it become obvious when you have a team that's close like last year, does it become obvious of what you need to do in practice differently to get over the hump, or is it just how, how do you know? Because like, well, it, might, I mean, be some, you gotta, you it might be something different every game. It might yeah, be well, it was different. Up. I mean, I think the thing so is you, that Nebraska was finding different ways to lose, but I think ultimately you have to get back and you got to look at what are we doing in between those big plays that lost the game that are the, really the cause for us to lose it, the cause and effect. Are we not good enough on third down? Are we not good enough on first and second down on offense? I'm talking about third down or defensive percentage. Are we not playing good, good enough situational football going into the half or coming out of the half? Are we starting slow? Right? Because you could be in a one-score game and be down by 17 and then you go, you know, score and you go for two and then everybody's like, well, actually you really lost by 17 because the team is playing prevent. So you got to look at all the different factors, but then ultimately you got to look. I think, you know, the biggest thing for Nebraska comes down to and Mickey Joseph said it. it comes down to fundamentals, right? And fundamentals is everything from, you know, running, blocking, tackling, and, and, and keeping the ball. And then it comes down to on defense, you know, in particular, which is, you know, obviously, you know, where I played at, you got to be able to align, assign, and be aggressive, and you have to communicate effectively in high-pressure situations. What makes teams really, really good is you got to love football, man. You understand it? Oh, yeah. Every day has to be football. You could be out shopping for groceries and you're thinking about football. You have to understand when you're playing in these games in the Big Ten, everybody's good. So you have to be able to communicate effectively in high-pressure situations at home and on the road in order to win those games. You can't come out and, you know, the, you know, the first screen pass against Purdue, you know, you, you, you know the corner totally whiffs. Like that's that you're better than that, right? It's a two-yard a potential one athlete. You better well, it's be potentially a two-yard loss. Well, you missed that tackle and the dude run for 18 more yards. Yep, that's a game. Those are momentum, pl- momentum plays, like, right? And especially when Aiden O'Connell is one for four for six yards, that's a confidence builder. Yep. So and it's a confidence builder for the offensive coordinator. It takes a little bit of confidence and momentum away for from a defensive coordinator that. When you watch the replay and you watch, that's a perfect call for the perfect play. So those are the things that, you know, we need to get better at and we got to continue to get better at. And the bye week is a good time 
or was hopefully a good time for them to address those and then keep moving forward. And, but, uh, you know, you know, you can, you know, we could talk about last year, you know, but that's a lot. Last year was a long way away. We got to deal with right now, week to week. This is the most important game for Nebraska to not only play well, but to win and play, play well enough to win the game. Yeah, I'm with you, Jay. I mean, a lot of people want to lament on, on what's happened here this year and last year. You know, you're not going to get anywhere if you keep thinking about the past. You've yeah, got you to move forward, embrace what's happened, and embrace what you have right. and get better. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You know, you could have, you could have the same team from last year, right, and say, this, say that team went 10-2. and two. You can come back the next year with the same team and be 6-6. Six and six, Sure could. Right? And, and, and just be just a different year. Other teams get better. You maybe got a little bit kind of like lazy, fat, and happy off of your success, and then boom, now you're looking to, now you're you know looking up at teams that you thought you're better in. That's the way it happens, man. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two years ago, they won a Super Bowl. Last year, last year they pretty much gave away the game against the Rams. They did, and here they are right now. And Tom Brady's three games below 500. Same defense, same young defense. Okay, now that you know, and free agency happens in in, in the pros offense you got julio jones and all this other stuff and now you can't get out of their own way they're dropping passes they're missing blocks it's the same team so you got to go out and prove it and that's the great thing about sports you got you get a chance to prove yourself every single day every single day you get a chance to do it and they get a chance to go out there and prove themselves against a you know well-ranked opponent and and also redemption from letting one get away against purdue yeah i mean you, you can look at it two ways. You could say, well, do these guys say, oh, my gosh, another close loss. Here we go again. Or do they say, no, that, that's not happening. That's, that's right. not going to be the you narrative of the off. season. You need we're to be not pissed closing, off. We're not losing close games anymore. Right. You need to be pissed off that, that you, that you, uh, you know, tinkled out your, tinkled down your leg in an opportunity. There's not a lot of opportunities in sports that you get to kind of make the wrong this quickly. Just imagine if Purdue was the last game of the season and you had to th- deal all off season, and potentially not making a bowl game because we couldn't align correctly, we were missing tackles, and our minds weren't right. Yep. you got to deal with, you see, if the, what, December? Okay, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and essentially nine months you got to sit there and wait and, and devil in that. Then people are going to question you. And it all can come down to, like we mentioned, one or two plays. That's why everything you do in football is important, and you have to sacrifice for it because you never know when your number is going to be called. That's why being a team and being a good teammate is so important, and that's why communication and playing for a bigger purpose than you because there's going to be, I'm going to tell you this, 99% of the time nobody wants to practice and lift weights when you're sore, but you do it for the betterment of everybody else. Think about Malcolm Hartsock, guy that wasn't see the field. Now all of a sudden, Mickey takes over. He's a starting defensive back. He's been good in that role. He's had a couple big plays. Right. He had a score on the block punt against Indiana. He had a pick in the yeah. end zone against uh, against uh, Purdue. Purdue had another pick, I think. You know, yep. um, you know, towards uh, I think Indiana towards the end of the game. And so, look, you got you need anybody and everybody that's willing to step up. There is no. Um, there is no grandfathered into positions anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Anybody and everybody, if, if you're, your you're spot. W- willing and able, you will be playing, Earn hopefully. Uh, stop on by. We're at Bourbon Street, 8th and R in the Haymarket. We're giving away a signed Grant Wistrom jersey today. Also, uh, tonight's special. 
Eight-ounce Angus beef New York strip and a juicy lobster tail for their surf and turf. Also comes with asparagus spears and red potato seasoning in a house-made garlic and herb butter. Stop on by. We are here till 6. With drawing, we'll give away the uh, jersey around 6 o'clock as well. But uh, also shrimp boils here. It is a great place. And the patio is open. It's beautiful out. Come on by Bourbon Street, 8th and R. More of Old School is next on 93.7 The Ticket. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.